Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. You guys ready to get right into the podcast? Let's do it. Talk about beforehand. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so welcome, welcome back, everybody, uh, for the second episode of Fantasy TE. Once again, I'm Nick Masick. We got Vital DeJuice in the upper left-hand corner and Lonnie Cox on the bottom. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back. Hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. I've got my Space Jam coffee mug. It's actually my roommates here to represent <laughs> Michael Jordan. Let's do a good job. Um, yeah, before we get going, though, I want to just say, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody obviously knows it's been following the news and sports, player protests and whatnot. I just want to throw this out there. We here, Fantasy TE, we stand for racial equality. We stand for social justice. We support all those players protesting, doing whatever they feel like they need to do. So uh, if you don't like it, you can – Go get your subpar fantasy football advice somewhere else. That's just how we feel about it. Uh, you guys want to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, nothing much more I can add, but <clears throat> fully support all the players doing what they have to. It's got to stop. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a lot um, – it's a big deal, you know, and uh, uh, sports athletes are usually, you know, uh, whenever they get involved in things, there's a lot of money in sports and money talks in the, in the United States. And I think it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I think it's a real, it's a real catalyst for change. I mean, look at what one guy in the NFL started, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, now having an entire league, basically like stop. That's big. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, actually, that's a great, you're talking about Colin Kaepernick, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a great, uh, we're going to actually have a segment on this podcast <laughs> during the regular season. We're going to pick a quarterback. We're each going to pick a quarterback each week for fantasy football that we would rather have Colin Kaepernick play that. It's going to be some rough uh, quarterback in this year. And I, we all, I think we all agree. We think we, he can still play, you know, at a, for at sure. a level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no reason he shouldn't have a job. And we're going to, we're going to do a Kaepernick or, uh, as a weekly episode, <laughs> week, week, weekly segment for the Dolphins drafted or sorry, picked up Cutler and then he said he wasn't going to stop smoking. I will never <laughs> forget that when they said that he was going to be a better option than Kaepernick. I was like, I'll never do that. I mean, when Tannehill went down, I was like, okay, Colin Kaepernick comes and then Tannehill never plays for the Dolphins again. We, right. had, we had Landry then. Oh, that would have been nice. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought we were going to sign. I mean, we had talked about it for, for a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just never, it never came through. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be curious to see if he gets a contract this year at some point. Somebody. No. We, you know, because I think it's past. Like I don't think he'll, he'll ever play again. I think it's, that's, it's kind of over. over. It's possible. Yeah, I think but, the NFL gave him a go away money. Yeah. But the injury bug, you never know, you know, like, well, that's true. It's, it's definitely something that's out there. You know, guys get hurt and all of a sudden he's, he's still there and he's ready and he can, He's still an athlete, so. All right, so, uh, hey, first of all, like, how you guys been? Lonnie, how was your trip, man? You want to tell us it was that? great, man. I went all over the country, basically. I, I uh, flew to Denver and then drove back um, with my girlfriend. We went to New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. So, uh, yeah, and then she, she went to um, 
Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming, and then all the other states on the way back too. So, uh, yeah, she yeah she was gone for five weeks on the road. That's awesome. Yeah, we saw a lot of stuff. I saw a lot of a lot of places in the country that I'd never seen before. New Mexico is amazing. I would have never thought that, but one of my favorite places I've ever been. I've had the complete opposite experience in New Mexico. I stayed there one night and someone was murdered outside of the hotel I stayed at. No. Yeah, where man, where did you stay? Um, Albuquerque. I was just okay. going to say Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Albuquerque. Yeah, that sounds like Albuquerque. But it's the, isn't it the capital? I was like, yeah, let me go to No, uh, Santa Fe is the capital. I actually oh. I was in Taos and Santa Fe, which were unbelievably nice. Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, but yeah. Albuquerque is like breaking bad. Yeah, Albuquerque is the murder. Oh, I didn't think that shit was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, that's gnarly. But oh man, Southwest, beautiful. I love it. I, I, I did that years ago. I traveled all around, so that's cool, man. I'm glad you got to do that. Welcome back, though. Happy to be back in South Florida. I'm sorry. Once say that again. <laughs> so you happy to be back in South Florida? Oh yeah, very very happy to be back here. Although I hate the fucking weather. I'll tell you that. I'm like tired of. Of humidity and a hundred percent, you know, hundred percent humidity and ninety degrees. So um, I had some pretty good feedback from our first episode. Obviously, anybody who's listening probably enjoyed it. Um, one of the things, so I talked to Steve uh, Lamb from our, you know our football league, and I was, and he's like, I haven't really watched it. I'm like, dude, Steve, like, he's like, I know, I, I probably should watch it because he's like, I want to get better. It was his, you know, last year, <laughs> first year, and I was like, you should try to get better. Uh, but I'm not sure watching us is going to help necessarily. You should watch it anyway, like because it's you know it's fun and learn something maybe. Um, is there any uh, news besides from the uh, you know obviously all the protests? Any? Did you guys pick up on any NFL news that seemed fantasy worthy this week? Did you hear anything good? I mean, not really. So just one thing is that it does seem like the NFL is steaming ahead and is going to go on and play as normal. Uh, you know, one of my friends was like. I, you know, I have another league and I was like, are we going to, are we going to do it? And he was like, is, is football even happening? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, it appears to me that it's happening. So I, I think we're, we're good to go pretty soon. I mean, the season's going to start in like two weeks. Two weeks. Looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's going to happen from everything they're saying it's going to happen. Even if, I don't know if we, t- we didn't talk about this last time. I, I don't think, but like, even if they do the whole season with no fans in the stadium, they're still going to make billions of dollars. Like there's, I just don't see a scenario where they don't try to make that happen. Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't even think they make a lot of money on seats. Do they? they don't. Like, oh. what, uh, yeah. Especially for like Arthur Blank in the Falcon stadium. Like he's that's, he just gives shit away. Like he's, you know, like they're the stuff that he does there. It's like they charge, I think they're only $5 a beer and like $2 hot dogs. Right. Like he, right. I mean, those kind of situations, it's really just to build a local fan base Mm-hmm. for a lot of these communities and a lot of these stadiums. Like, they're not making a ton of money. Their money comes from I don't know if you guys know about, you know, blackout rules, but that's how that – I mean, that the blackout rules is basically to – so that the fans that go to the games, it gives them people an incentive to go to the games because otherwise nobody would go. Like, right. people don't want to watch football in person. They would rather watch it at home in their t- you know, in air conditioning on, on their TV, especially in, like, places like Miami. But, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars famously – 
they get blacked out in their own city all the mm-hmm. time because not enough people go watch the game. to make them go. They up. had to pull a pole in their stadium. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I heard right. Yeah, they have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> I heard those Jags games are fun to go to, though. A buddy of mine lives there. He's been mm-hmm. to a couple of them. He's like, even Duval he- all day. Every, no matter what happens, they just scream Duval. They're losing by 30. Duval. <laughs> sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't I, – I think the same thing. Uh, but, you know, I so one of the things that I, I decided we're going to do in our league, and I'm going to suggest it for all the other leagues, there's a lot – like, this is – I was telling Vital this – earlier like this is the time of year when leagues are facing like their biggest issues you know like once the season starts it's fine um and one of the other leagues i'm in is a complete disaster right now it's a fucking mess like the commissioner threatened to quit last week or a few days ago over you know people are unhappy this is the one this is the league that's a democratic league it's not a uh, you know, fascist government like our league, uh, where you have one commissioner who just makes all the decisions and that's it. Which, in terms of fantasy football politics, I feel like I'm the opposite of how I feel in regular politics. I'm anti-democracy in fantasy football, completely. There's no, no room for it because it's just a mess. So anyway, the other league, I'll explain to you what's happening in that league and what's really going on. But in our league, one of the things that I implemented for this year to help with COVID situations, because there are going to be players who test positive. It's, it's inevitable. I think um, it, we're going to have two extra IR 200 extra injured reserve spots on our bench. So not two extra bench spots, which I was going to do originally mm-hmm. just two extra IR spots, because if they have to sit out for COVID that qualifies them as IR. So you can pick up anybody mm-hmm. if you need to, on on that week because if you have let's say you get some actual injuries you get three guys on a bye week and then all of a sudden two of your players have covid you might not even have enough players to start period like you may not be able to field a team if you only have one ir spot and like six bench spots so that's one way to mitigate it but if you add fully add like two extra bench spots i thought about doing that you're gonna end up with teams sitting on four defenses and just like rotating them, in, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, so it's if an unfair advantage. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing we're doing, and I think everybody should probably consider doing that in their leagues if you don't have like a huge deep bench. Right. Um, some of the other issues facing leagues right now. A lot of league dues are uh, coming coming around, right? <laughs> league scheduling drafts is a fucking nightmare uh, for a lot of leagues. Ours was not the easiest one to get scheduled. Um, and, and then also just, you know, you're, are you going to do an in, in-person draft an online draft? Have you guys ever done an in, like a fully in-person draft without no. draft board, you know, like that whole thing? Have you ever done that, Vital? I have. Yeah. You have? Yeah. It sounds cool. It seems like it would be really fun. I don't think so. I think the computer is better. Even if you're get together on the computer, it's better, man. There are those cards that people are running back and forth. It really is a mess. Just, I don't know. But it was my friends. I don't know. (laughs) See, and I think that, like, the mess is kind of appealing if it's just a bunch of your friends. That would be kind of fun, honestly. But, yeah. I think it would be fun, too. I think it it might feel like a real draft, you know, to some some extent. Yeah, totally. I think so how does that work? I mean, you, you, does somebody, like, does the commissioner, like, just take the draft board and then just draft everybody for everybody after? Yeah, and then he fills our roster. So okay. you draft and then they fill, like, because some leagues are like that, and then just fully fill it. And then, like, so you really have to trust your commissioner then in that, in that I mean, case? I mean, everyone was there. It wouldn't be a trust thing. <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're taking pictures of the draft board after. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Make sure. Like, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I took Christian McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, that, I think it would sound fun, but, like, it's, it's realistically, it's just not going to happen anytime soon. Certainly, I doubt anybody's doing it this year. And even in our league, we're, so we're going to get together in person as much as, you know, as many people as want to are going to go, we're going to go to uh, Warren's place, uh, Warren Scott, which I also posted his video after I released episode one on our UK. If you want to see our last place video that we talked about in the last episode, oh yeah, uh, the last place penalty from our league last year was the five minutes of knock-knock jokes at an open mic <laughs> by Warren Scott. So that is up on our, I think I posted it. I know I posted it on Facebook. I think I might've also put it on YouTube. Um, but we'll get, we'll get that up. So if you want to see that, it's five okay. minutes of just knock-knock jokes and more and making a fool of himself. So he's also going to host, not as part of a penalty, but he's going to host. He's going to have people over if you guys want to, if anybody wants to. When is it? When is the draft? Our draft is the uh, September 8th, which is cutting it close because Very close. the season starts the 10th. But it was – we just, I started with the second, and this is one of the issues that all leagues are going through right now is getting everybody scheduled. So yeah. I started with the second and just started working. The problem, one of the big problems is Memorial Day. If you can't do it the week before Memorial Weekend, pretty much everybody's got something going at some, somebody has something going on Memorial Weekend. So like that whole weekend is pretty much blacked out. Right. Um, so then we got to the week after, which is, you know, you've got, we only have like four days before the season starts after Memorial weekend. That pro, they're losing the preseason is really throwing things off it this is. year. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, because usually we're, you're drafted with weeks of the preseason to go, right? I mean. I, well, it was a couple. I usually like two weeks out. So I've seen a couple of games. I never really liked doing that because guys get hurt during preseason games. Mm. And I know they can still get hurt in practice and in there because they're doing scrimmages and stuff. But like, it sucks if you have a draft and then you know somebody's first round pick goes down in the, like the first quarter of the last preseason. Sure. Usually, like all the starters, they only play their first like they don't even play full games. It's like yeah, they'll do like two drives. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know. I still like to push it till after the first preseason game. But hey, listen, I was going to try to do it earlier. But we just kept running into scheduling difficulties with – Yeah. And that's not even showing up in person. That's like, you know, people are at work or people are people are going to be on stage. We don't even have that many people, do we, 12? We're in a, we get 10 this year. Yeah. 10. I'd like to get up to 14 eventually. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you some of the other issues. Obviously, payments. So if you're trying to – like, if you haven't already collected your, like, league dues at this point – you gotta, you gotta tighten shit up on your league. Like I, we were done with that. I'm, I want to be done with that a month before we start the season because there's just too many other things to figure out as a league, you know, and you don't really know for sure. Like I don't trust people who are like, yeah, I want in. And then they just like, I'll pay you eventually. Like, right. You're not in our league if you didn't pay, you know, like yeah. if you don't pay by the deadline, there are leagues where they don't even have to pay for like the first three weeks of the season. Like, and then guys are like, oh, I'll own three. I'm not paying. Like, Fuck that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's one of the – so some of the issues, my other league, my cousin's league, man, there it is a mess. We might be changing commissioners. We don't know. There's a huge dispute over keepers because we have a new, uh, a new team coming in. So that's one of those things that is like – is actually a big deal. Like 
are you doing keepers and what do you do if you have a new team come in with your keeper situation? Have you guys done, do you do keepers in your other leagues at all? No. Never? Mm-hmm. Never done really at all? Fresh, yeah. Okay. So we did it last year and it was cool. Like I, so there's two things that we did in that league last year that I liked. They do inverse draft ordering, uh, draft order. So determine, like how you determine your draft order is also one of the things that everyone's trying to figure out right now. Um, based on the standings from the previous year, they do inverse draft order. So like well, I was in third, which means I get to draft 10th. Are we doing that in our league? No, not this year. We're and just going to do a dra- uh, uh, lottery? We're just going to do a lottery again. Yeah. Um, because I, there's three new teams and I, I kind of mm. want to start fresh. Plus we're also a relatively new league. You know, like, sure. we're, like we, we had seven returning teams into our second year. Like I want to have a little continuity before we start getting into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to do keepers next year. And if we do keepers, I think we should also do the inverse draft order because the higher teams get the lower draft pick, but they also get to keep their best player. So it kind of balances it out a little bit in that regard. Now, some of the issues in the other league, they don't have – there's no legitimate last place penalty. We talked about that last time. Having no last place penalty, it allowed people to tank for the inverse draft order so they could get mm-hmm. – if you, once again, if you don't have a last place penalty, like there's – you just – you don't have a legitimate league, in my opinion. Right. Whole inverse draft order. Um, but anyway, I want to see what happens next year. But, yeah, I do want to do keepers next year and inverse draft order as long as we bring back enough players. Um, so the, the other league, we're bringing back – there's one new team. And one way that I thought you could do this, if you instead of resetting the whole league, you could just have them inherit the team that they're taking over. And they can do a keeper from that team – and they end up in their inverse draft order. It's like, that's just kind of the luck of the draw. I did that in another league and it was like, it was okay. Like I ended up winning the league that year. Um, so this is one of the ways to kind of mitigate that. But man, <laughs> people are calling foul. They're like, there's talk of teams quitting the league. There's all kinds of, it's a mess right now in my other league. So <laughs> they're not, we haven't paid our dues. We don't have a scheduled draft day and it's what, two weeks away. So mm-hmm. super, yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait for that league. <laughs> Um, see what else I got for you. Oh yeah. So we're, most of us, I think are going to show up for in person, but obviously Lonnie, if you don't want to drive to West Palm, you drive. To oh, West I'll have to see. I'll have to see how I feel probably 15 minutes before it's time to leave. Yeah. That's cool. usually how I, that's usually how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but what I was thinking, so instead of randomizing our draft on the, on like through the app, I was thinking we could draw names next, uh, next week when we do the podcast. Some of the that sounds fun. Yeah, you guys want to do that? Okay. Sure. I need somebody to uh, witness when I draw names out of this hat because it's people don't trust it for some reason. I'm not really sure. For some reason. <laughs> or you know what you could do is you could just do it. Oh, I guess you need a little bit more time, but you could just do it at the draft at the draft uh, get together. So here's yes, we could do it at the draft, and this is one of those things. I was just thinking about this before we got online here. I like, have you guys, have you done any mock drafts at all yet? Are you going to start thinking about that? Uh, not yet. I usually go real hard. I don't, dude, my problem with mock drafts is if I, if I don't like catch myself, I'll do a thousand of them and eventually <laughs> it just starts to become nonsense. Yeah, you know, you just want to try to build a perfect team. Like, oh, God, and I'm like, no, I want a 97. I got a 96 on the last one. I want a 97. 
So um, I really, what I'll do is like maybe a week and a week and a half before I'll just go hard on the yeah, mock drafts. But uh, you know, I have been doing some research. Uh, some one thing I saw that's that's pretty weird. And I'm sure we'll get into this more. Is uh, the the draft uh, the the rankings have changed quite a bit this year. They're they're really um, valuing quarterbacks a lot higher than they ha really have in the last couple of seasons. Which mm -hmm. I've always thought. You know, I've always been a high high quarterback um, drafter. Right. Um, but some other people, you know, they'll, they'll draft receiver you know running back receiver receiver quarterback in the fourth yeah. or fifth round and for me well we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit, a yeah, little we bit later. Actually, that's we we're going to talk about that anyway so i was uh yeah i think you when yeah i'm I mean, first of all i'm the same way about mock drafts man like i've already done a couple of them and mm -hmm. because i thought we were doing keepers in my in my other league and i already thought i knew what my draft position was going to be so I was like, I thought legit, like, I was like, oh, if you, I know my draft spot and I know I was going to keep Dalvin Cook in that league, um, you know, kind of a no brainer. He's going to be a top five running back. Probably everyone's assuming he's going to be a stud this year with the 10th pick in the draft because it's a keeper option. So the way this works is um, I should have explained this. So the way we do keepers in that league is you can use your first pick to keep one player. To keep but it's your first round pick, no matter what. Right. And if you decide not to, that player goes back into the pool and then you can draft in whatever position you're in from whoever's left. At the 10th spot in the draft, I want Dalvin Cook. There's no way sure. he's going to fall to 10th in any draft, I don't think, unless it's like a two QB league or something like that. Do you know what his ADP is right now? I think he's like five or somewhere. In a, it's, wow, it's wow, wow, wow. Yeah. He was hurt all last year, right? If I'm no. if the year before. So I got him in the second round of that league last year, but this is my right. second round draft pick because he was hurt the year before. Sure. Um, but he was, I think he missed two games, missed like the last two games of the season maybe, but he was mm -hmm. He's second most rushing yards in the league. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he was one of those guys that you knew. I mean, when he was a freshman at FSU, you knew he was going to be special. Yeah. He's, he's just awesome. So I was going to keep him. So I was already like, I know where my draft position is. I know who I'm going to keep. So I was like, I may as well do some mock drafts because I know exactly where I'm going to be and I'll have a better idea of who's going to be there. Now mm. I have no freaking idea who's going to be where, where, where I'm even going to be drafting. So I'm like, I'm going to wait until they figure all that draft position shit out. Uh, but that's what I kind of like not knowing what my draft position is going to be really? going into the draft. I, it's so why what do, i mean what's just for the fun of it i don't know i think it, i think it makes things interesting it's like it makes your it, may, it changes you can't really mock draft like you have to mock draft at every position basically if you don't know yeah. <laughs> you know it, it really just like it keeps things interesting i think it keeps things a little honest you know especially when it comes to mock drafts that's a fair point i was thinking the exact opposite that i would like to know what my draft position is going to be so i can mock draft from my draft position Oh, I mean, sure. Of course you want to know, but <laughs> if you don't know, yeah. nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Right. I, so we, I don't know. We can talk about that. You get, basically this is our competition committee for the league. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you guys want to do it beforehand, we can, if not, we'll randomize it an hour before. I also like, I like the idea of picking names out of a hat. It's fun. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, there's also, you could do like a relay race or something. You like that. You could do like some sort of, 
competition right. to, to <laughs> and i love that idea and i think we should do that next year like okay like the league like how they would do a, a different mm -hmm. thing every year yeah you got to like thing. sneak through airport security the fastest store yeah, I, like yeah. so we should talk about that for next year's uh, but like those are some good ideas <laughs> you got anything have you ever done have you guys ever done that in any of your leagues no <laughs> i think we should do something for sure i it's something stupid too like I, sure it doesn't even matter what it is but yeah, something more competitive than just straight up inverse draft order. But in all fairness, if you're doing, if you have the last place penalty and keepers, inverse draft order, I think is reasonable to do. Nobody's going to tank. Yeah. I think they balance each other out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. My one buddy was like, no way, inverse draft order, people tank and all that. And I'm like, dude, it's only because this is a league for pussies and there's no, you know, public humiliation involved. I don't care about the draft at the end. And it's a snake draft anyway. Mm. I don't mind being at the bottom of a snake draft necessarily. Oh, so. me neither. I, I, I think I was the last in our draft last year, and it really – I mean, oh, I got some yeah. good players because snake of it. I, I prefer – I'd actually prefer being the last in a snake draft. Like, that's a, that's a good spot. I, th I think so too, yeah, completely. Um, and we're going to talk more about draft specifics. That's going to be our episode three. Um, but – in terms of draft structuring, what you were talking about with what, – what were you talking about with the um, – QBs? Oh, yeah, QB different value. values for different positions. Um, I think that's super important. Like, it depends on how your, how your, uh, how your rosters are structured. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also the point scoring systems in your league. Uh, for instance, in the other league that I'm in, I think – Throwing touchdowns, quarterbacks get six points for. Oh, wow. Instead yeah. of four. Huge. So quarterbacks, go. the values through the roof. They get a lot yeah. more, you know. So, you, yeah, first round. I expect – I fully expect Patrick Mahomes to be a first-round quarterback, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I he was my first-round pick. I, well, oh, so I think I was last, and I got him and um, – Are you sure you won first? I feel like didn't Patrick Mahomes go, like, first in our league, or am I imagining? No, I, I, I got him. I definitely had Patrick Mahomes, but I I don't remember being first. I was first in my other draft, but I was not first. I don't think I was first in this one. I might have been, like, eighth or ninth. Or last. I, I don't know why. I feel like I, I might have been last. Because I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes would have passed me. I would have picked him up. That's what I'm saying. In the well, first yeah, draft? right. Exactly. That's why when I when he when he when he was available, I snagged him up. I'm like, even though I would have done you know, that right away. <laughs> for whatever reason, I don't really totally understand why quarterbacks are devalued in the first round. Like people will go and get. I mean, receivers will come off before good quarterbacks. You know. Yeah, well, I think that depends on your position. If you're like maybe in the top five, yeah, you get a QB. But if those five QBs, there aren't. I mean. I don't right. know. Maybe That's now they're better, point. but there aren't a lot of them. Yeah, you've got the top tier. You've got like three or four top tier quarterbacks that you would want to take in the first round. Everybody else, I mean, you can get in the fourth or the fifth. You yeah. know, you've, Matt Ryan is not – if you're taking Matt Ryan in the, in, in the first four rounds, you're, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You let him – you can let him fall because you'll pick him up. He'll be there in the fifth round if you need him. Dak yeah. Prescott might – well, Dak Prescott's actually his value. He's going, up up, he's going high this year, yeah. He might be a Real, really high. He's in the top I 10. Don't, I don't agree with that at all, dude. Like, huh? I don't agree with that at all. Like, you don't? So here's why I think Dak is so highly valued this year and why they're projecting him so high. The defense is taking a step back in Dallas, and the offense is taking a step forward. And that's what everybody's assuming. They're, they're going to have to be just slinging it 
to keep yeah. up. And they just get, you know, they loaded up at wide receiver. They drafted a wide receiver. They didn't need one. Like they're just right. going to, they're going all in on the offense and their defense has taken a few hits off season wise. So. Right. Who, who, well, no, I, did we, I thought we got, you know, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I thought our defense got pretty, who did we lose? Mm, Gerald well, I know we lost Gerard, uh, Gerald McCoy. He got Gerald hurt McCoy and we released him. It was pretty rough. Um, we know. got Ha Ha Clinton Dix at safety, which we desperately needed. We've never have good safety play. Right. You guys um, have been banged up at safety forever. For year, I mean, since Roy Williams. I mean, yeah. we have never had a good safety in, in yeah. 10 years. Um, we didn't get Jamal Adams, which, which I know we wanted. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Earl Thomas was released, I think, a couple days ago. And his number one pick was – I mean, he wanted to come to, the, to yeah. Dallas after Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got my I got my fingers crossed on uh, on an Earl Thomas signing coming up pretty soon. It'd be interesting. I I wanted to find out what you guys thought about him getting like the way he left the Ravens was kind of weird. You know? Yeah, it seems like uh, he's got a little bit of Antonio Brown syndrome going on a little bit. Yeah, he's had a weird year. Didn't his wife catch him with that threesome shit and all the yeah, guns had like early yep. in the year? Mm-hmm. But he, like, you know, he's had some really kind of questionable plays with the Ravens. He kind of, like, you can, sh- you can see it. There's a Nick Chubb. I think it's like a 97-yard touchdown where he just kind of gives up. Yeah. Uh, and he, he could have caught him. You know, you, Earl right. Thomas is fast. Uh, uh, and he just kind of gives up. And he, did, he didn't want to get hurt right. uh, was the reason, um, which is not a good, a good sign, you know. And, the uh, defense. What? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened. That's why he got cut by the Ravens. Is he blew? Apparently, he blew coverage in uh, in practice, and somebody called him out, and he, he they got into a fight, into a fist fight. Oh wow! So, oh yeah, uh, I heard about the fist fight. I didn't know that's why. Is yeah, he, yeah, because he, he he's he not on cover. a long term deal, right? He doesn't have a long term contract. Well, no, he doesn't have any contract anymore. Right, but I mean, he wasn't on a long term extension. With no, the I don't think so. Mm-mm. So, I mean, that's one of those. That's a weird situation where. He's playing, but he's not really playing. Like he's still collecting sure. the check. It's it's almost it's like the new. It's it's almost a better version of for players as an option. It's like a better way to sit out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you sit right. out, you're in, but you're out. Like you're just mm-hmm. checked out in general. Instead, the NFL is also funny, man, because you're you're dealing with the same crazy egos that you would deal with in prof- any professional sport, but they also get the, their head beat a hundred thousand times in their life. Like sure. they've had stuff rammed into their head. So they really act irrational and crazy. And it's very, it can be very hard to like predict and understand where they come from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why we named our, but show. yeah, Dak Prescott's value definitely <laughs> came up. He's like number five or six on the ESPN uh, fantasy rankings right now, which was very surprising for me. I'm a, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan, but yeah. Yeah. No, he's I, he could be a top three quarterback potentially even. Um, depending They're on- really valuing um, running QBs this year quite quite a lot. And that's why because the rushing yards. That's why you're seeing I think QBs going higher than they ever did before because mm-hmm. it used to be the field was like QBs one through twenty were all kind of about the same in terms of right. Yard. Now you've got the rushing yards added onto it, and it's mm-hmm. really imbalancing the quarterbacks almost. As and much. you can thank Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, for that. He really. That's what I'm saying. Do you think Dak Prescott is a real running QB? He's like closer sure. to Russell. No. no, for sure. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but Dak Prescott had scored like four or five rushing touchdowns before he ever threw one. Yeah, that was a really. Is that sure. a good thing? I don't know. 
I think because wasn't um Elliot there, right? So that like takes a lot Zeke. of pressure with the with that option, dude. I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people bit on that. Like if I like play action to Zeke. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, if you have a strong running game, I mean, there was it. There was a, I mean, a season or two. The Cowboys went like 13 and three or 14 and two. I mean, we were unstoppable. And then we got, um, you know, we lost in the playoffs, which we do every year. Uh, but we had the, you know, we had one of the best offensive lines in the history of the game. I remember that. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott, I think he was, it was, might've been his, even his rookie year. You know, that was the year he, he jumped in the Salvation Army bucket. I mean, we were, I was just like, I was so happy to be a Cowboys fan again, you know? Um, They're fun to watch. Yeah, the offensive the year line Jordan is Garnett good. got his tattoo. Huh? Super Bowl tattoo. Do you guys remember that? Jordan yeah. Garnett. <laughs> oh, right. No, I th- – yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know him yet, but I remember that he got that tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. It's one of those guys. Yeah. They're, they're never going to win another Super Bowl ever. Right, yeah. He <laughs> because of that way. tattoo. <laughs> I don't know, that. man. You know, Mike McCarthy – Oh, uh, no. I've got a lot of a lot of hopes for the for the Cowboys this year. I I agree. I think they're legit contenders this year. I think they're. I sure. think, and I think a lot of players on their offense are going to be fantasy relevant too. I think all the oh. top three like top three receivers, Zeke, even their backup running back, maybe, and definitely mm-hmm. have, like all those guys. CD Lamb, I have high, high, high C. hopes C. for CD yeah. Lamb in the NFL. I just don't. I don't think they have any tight ends worth taking. I don't know. No competition in their division, though. They should be able to walk to the playoffs this year, right? Well, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are always are always sticking around, and it's a division, man. You know, the the thing is, is the Redskins and the yeah. and the Giants, they always come to play. They never really ever kind of people in the division play. know how to play each other. You're right. right. The Dolphins and the Patriots split games. Yeah, always exactly. Always, yeah. <laughs> Dolphins, are you know, it's the NFL. Ball. The the margin of the margin of uh, of talent is not that big you know it's not mm-hmm. the nba where you have teams that are just like walkover teams or baseball where it's just like a guaranteed win you know I the nfl it's more about consistency than it is like any team could beat anyone else but how any given can sunday anybody can win but, and especially with the divisions they literally draft players to match up against exactly all players oh, right. <laughs> they don't care about winning super bowls just yeah. beat no no people. Yeah, because the coaches don't want to get fired, and that's really what makes them look bad is getting if blown out by a division rival. Yeah, <laughs> gets, their job depends on it for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the other things, uh, switch gears a little bit, is the contingency for the season getting cut short. We all think that it's not going to happen, but this year especially, I think it's important both with the you know potential for players holding out and, and you know protesting – and also with a pandemic, like either one of those things could theoretically cut the season short. Sure. Um, so, which is, you said you were even having conversations. Some leagues might are like, well, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? Here's, right. here's what we're doing in our league. And I think this is a kind of happy medium. So what we're doing is if the season gets cut short, whoever is in first place at that time is going to get, an extra, so our buy-in, we're just doing $50. They're going to get an extra $20 back plus this. So they're going to get $70. Whoever has the most points total, if it gets cut short at that time, is also going to get an extra 20 and then everybody else loses $5. Sure. So you get most of your money back. You lose five bucks. 
it gives us something. And if it's the same team, they're going to get an extra 45. So all the other nine teams chip in their five, and the one team, if it's, if it's the same team, they get a big That's a really good solution. Did you come yeah. up with that yourself? It, I did come up with that by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm impressed. That's why. <laughs> it is good. It, it makes sense. So it gives us still something to play for, even mm-hmm. if the season is a wash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also makes, you know, mitigates the losses. Like, if your team isn't there, if you're, if you're at the bottom or whatever, you still get most of your money back because we can't finish the whole season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it worked out. I think Hopefully we're not, we don't end up being in that situation. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good way to go. And for anybody who's listening, if you're signing up your league, it's a good contingency plan. So it keeps people engaged in the league while you're playing. And, you know, something happens. We got a system. We Another know thing to remember is this is the NFL. This is not baseball. This is not basketball. This is the NFL. They've taken over Sunday from the church. Yeah. There, there's very, it's very unlikely that if this season gets started, that it's not going to finish. And it's in like my full opinion, my owner control. They want money. Like there's yeah. no way. There's no way they're shutting it down. I completely <laughs> agree, and I'm of that opinion. But because it was a question that's been brought up. Mm-hmm. I it's good to have a contingency plan in place. You know what I mean? It's I like, mean, they, the owners already don't care about the player's health. Like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of built into the sport. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't see concussion. They'll throw out medical reports. Like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, Oh, you're playing. I think it's more likely, it, not that I think it's necessarily likely anyway, but I think it would be more likely given with what's happening right now and all the protests that it would be a player strike that could end the season rather than the pandemic they don't care about the, you know the health of the players obviously i think they um, would get replacement players they'll call the too. nfl the nfl does not care as long as people in the logos they don't care um, right it's i just they did that before that they did that already didn't they in like the 90s or the 80s didn't that I happen think, was, was that a movie i can't remember well there was a movie but it, it really <laughs> happened i thought yeah. it really did yeah, yeah, they did, for sure. But I do want to – now you got me thinking about Keanu Reeves movies. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I might actually watch John Wick 3 tonight, not The Replacements. But I love The Replacements. It's so great. What's his name in that one? <laughs> I'm trying – I keep – I always get it confused with uh, with Point Break where he's Johnny Utah because he was yeah. a football player. Right. In, in that. It's – what's uh, – F- uh, Falco. 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 Oh. What's his first name, though? It's, I know it's Falco. What's, what's his Joe? first name? I wanted no. to say Joe, but I was like, Joe Flacco. No, we're, just, we're not right about that. It's, like, it's not Johnny. It's something. It no. might be Johnny. Shane, it's Shane Falco. Shane Falco. Oh, man. I love Shane. Shane Falco. That might be, that might get into, we're going to get into team naming after. Dude, that is such a good movie, by the way. Is, I love that movie. It's a classic. That yeah. one, and another Keanu sleeper was Hardball. Oh, yeah. You mean, you mean a d- Ghetto Mighty Ducks? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen Hardball. You haven't seen Hardball? Really? No. Oh. Dude, you got to see some. Get, get I mean, it hardball. is literally Mighty Ducks in the ghetto. That's like, I like, it's that. like the same movie. <laughs> it's fantastic. He's an attorney that gets in trouble, and he has to like te- coach a youth <laughs> team. It's those the same slows. movie, but it's very slows. good. I hate it's, I used to hate those movies coming up because they're always so confusing. There's always like a hundred thousand dollar prize to save the rec yeah. center. I was like, I never see those, man. Right. This one is not that cheesy, actually. It's not. Oh not no, it's a real. Cheesy. It's like it's like gritty, kind of like definitely. Okay. Yeah. It it has it takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Like Michael <laughs> B. Jordan is a kid in it. He's, it's a good movie. It's a great. Before movie. The Wire. That's. I think that's the first time I've seen him. It might be the same, like right around the same exact time. 
or yeah, I was, I think he probably was doing it right after The Wire or something like that. It's good, good movie. Check out Hardball. <laughs> yeah, if you if you like The Replacements, you'll love Hardball. There's a good tag for Keanu. Um, let's so Snake. Let's touch on this. Snake drafts versus linear drafts. Can we all agree that linear drafts can go fuck themselves? And anybody who yes. does linear drafts should like leave Boring. that. Just get out of that league because they are trying to fuck you over one way or another. I yeah. like linear drafts too. What? I see the appeal of both. It, it, they both e- even out. Like, How does a linear draft even out? Explain what that. What do you mean? You're always – because like if you're first in a snake draft, you're drafting what? One in 20? Yeah, for, for a 10-team league. Yeah, you do But like shit you're missing. At least every time you're drafting like – in kind of same order, you get like a good pool. You know what I'm saying? I get a choice of the top ten, the choice of the top twenty every uh, time. No way, man! Because that's a good point. That's a valid point, but I definitely gaps prefer. Like, oh, I can't get any players for another twenty. Like, if but you, if you're last, you you can get two from the top twenty, and then yeah. two from the top forty. You know, like I don't. know. I think it balances itself out. I complete hundred percent snake draft all the way, and especially right now because. All right, for instance, if you're in a 2QB league, Patrick Mahomes is probably number one. If you're not in a super flex league, because, you know, he's just going to score a ridiculous. If you're playing two QBs, he's going number one overall. If you're not, Christian McCaffrey. It's the, it's the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes right now. Like, right. that's what the first pick is. And he's probably going to blow everybody else out of the water this year. If you get him, you don't deserve another pick till you get to 2024. 20, like, that's just it. Like, you, you better – you have to do your fucking homework if you want to compete, even if you get McCaffrey. And I just think they're both, they both have their appeal. But, like, I could, I could deal with the linear draft. How do the pros do it, all right? Look, what is, the NFL knows something you don't, obviously. <laughs> so you're right, but only in the context of a dynasty league would I understand that. Because dynasty leagues are truly mimicking NFL, you know what I mean? Like, right. keep all of your players – in a dynasty format where you're not losing any players, then I get the linear draft potentially. That's it, though. If you're not also also a good that, point. Yeah, that's all. If you're, not, if you're not keeping the same team, then no. And also, I mean, your draft position is in those in that instance, your draft position is based on how you performed in the season. So it also <laughs> evens itself out as it well. You know? Yeah, you're, the better teams draft lower, and that's right. Know, but you're ta- in, a, in a dynasty league, you're only talking about four rounds anyway of rookies, just like the NFL. Uh, right. They have more than four rounds in the NFL. But that's all, that's all you draft in dynasty. You only draft rookies. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not as big of a shift of power when it comes to linear drafts versus snake drafts. I'm a big, I like snake drafts. I'm a big fan. I don't really care. It, even one keeper, I still think snake drafts. Um, that's, that's how it should be set up. So one other thing to think about with drafting is uh, bonuses. So we were talking about different scoring systems. If your quarterbacks score higher, also certain leagues, and I think in our league, I think I have our set, quarter, throwing touchdowns might be five points in our league. I gave them a little bit of a boost anyway. Um, but uh, defenses score a lot in our league, if you recall, Lonnie, last year. Oh, man. Dude, the best fantasy defense of all time. Of and all I got him like as a, as a wimp. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I mean, the other, the other really big name defenses, I'm trying to remember who they were last year. I think it was the Rams, the Vikings, mm-hmm. and maybe the Panthers. There were three, you know, there, there always are. There's always three, or the Bears. It was the Bears. The Bears, the, Bears, really the, the Bears, the Rams, and the Vikings. Yeah. They, you know, they came off real early. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I did some research and I always like, I'm always getting fucked over by the Pats and in, in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. You know, on offense, they're so inconsistent. It's so hard to like fantasy with the Patriots, yeah. you know, player on offense is tough. Yeah. Oh, so tough. Um, like I had Sony Michelle and um, James White last year. Uh, so, you know, but the, the, that defense, man. That really saved my season in quite a in quite a few moments. That the yep. Pats the Pats defense really yep. brought me up. Yeah, you uh, that saved you. Yeah, every defense week. carried them their whole team last year. Yeah, they're not going to do that again this year. I mean, most of their no. defense is sitting out. Sitting out the year, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that last time. But it's something to think about when it comes to drafting a defense. If like in our league, our defenses score a lot more points than some. Or there's some bonuses for defensive play, and the mm-hmm. point is a little higher. So, um, so, so you yeah, think Cam's going to do in New England. Dude, I, he uh, – I don't know. I, Dude, Cam is going to ball in New England. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think so, too, under Belichick. If he listens to Belichick, bro, come on. Which he will. I think Cam is – I I don't – I think Cam is coachable. Nobody I don't think he's like – All right. So, let me ask Where are you guys drafting Cam? Is he going to be your star? Is he a QB1 or QB2 on your team? Is he a backup quarterback on your team, or are you starting him? Fantasy. Um, Fantasy. It depends. It do depends have, on who. It depends who I have a before. <laughs> what? Okay. What round? Say you don't have a quarterback. What round do you take in Cam? Like if if all you know if the if the Lamar and the Patrick and the Dak have all come off the board, I would take Cam. What round would you consider taking him in a fantasy? Fifth, the fifth, fifth the round. sixth. Yeah, I would take him high. Oof. For for a QB, I would take him. I would take him high. Yeah, man. I don't know about him. I agree. Like. Because you have to see. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a, it's a risky move. You don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But remember, I got Lamar in the ninth. I know. Yeah. yeah, well, no one's getting Lamar in the ninth ever again. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, things, <laughs> will, things, will, things will surprise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are bench-warming Lamar all season last year. And it did. It worked wonders. Nobody else. He wasn't scoring points for anybody else. It did not work wonders. <laughs> we covered this already. You lost in the first <laughs> Um. So, oh, so here's another one. This is another interesting little thing. I, we have, I think in our league and a lot of other leagues have special teams individual bonus points, right? So kick returners and punt returners get individual points in addition to the special teams defensive scoring points. It only affects a handful of players every year, but a guy like Tariq Hill can yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. he gets a, if he gets a return touchdown and you're getting those points, which I'm a fan of, I think you should get those points. Me too. His value in a draft, and it might not be a big difference, but it might be from like, you know, you maybe take him in the second round. You might think about taking him in the first round. You might look at him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, for example, or somebody like that. It just pushes his value a little bit higher. And I don't know, can you guys think of anybody else who's a, a premier player who you're drafting anyway who does kick return duty? Not right now, no. I can't think. I mean, you know, guys like in the past have come to mind, like a CJ Spiller. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he used to return. Um, uh, Odell Beckham, he used to catch. He used to return yeah, punts. punts. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be back at that. He's back to 100%. Because sometimes they'll save them for critical moments in critical games. Mm-hmm. And then they'll send Odell back, you know, to try to 
bring one back. But Terry, right. Terry Kills had a lot of return touchdowns in his career so far. So he's another one to keep in mind for, yeah. you know, if that is an actual bonus in your league, you got to look. Team is so stacked, dude. So <laughs> fast, bro. And they're small. They're not, they're not yeah. big receivers, man. Their tallest but, receiver is uh, Sammy Watkins. But Tyreek Hill gets up. He climbs the ladder. So he oh, plays dude. way bigger. Like he can just, I mean, his vertical is absurd. You and know? he runs like, a 4-1. Crazy agility. Like this, that team, bro. Every one of them. He's uncoverable. All he's, their skill positions are just off the charts. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Honey Badger, dude, that team is built to last. Very fun. So, so fun to watch. I was so – I mean, that, that was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Not just Super Bowl. Their whole playoff run, dude. How many times mm-hmm. were they down three TDs and then back mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. Like, right. Dude, it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah were, they, were they down 20 at one point to the Rams? They were down 21 in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go and won the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. That was amazing. <laughs> that was one of the greatest. I mean, you put that up there with the New England Falcons comeback. I right. I don't know. Somebody was player. talking about Patrick Mahomes, like, not being worth the extension that he signed. Oh, come and on. I was like, yeah. 21.6 minutes in the Super Bowl to win? That's yeah. worth $500 million. Well, easily. He's like, yeah, no question about it. Ten years, half a billion. And they have him for the prime mm-hmm. of his career. For, like, right. Relevant, competing for Super Bowls every year for the next yep. buying chief jerseys before Mahomes. Like, you let me know. Right. Like they, you're welcome. Uh, He's well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No question about it. He's the half billion dollar man and I would have paid him yep. for sure. And he's worth every penny. Every penny. Yeah. If, if not more. Like there's no argument to me. That's not an argument. <laughs> like that like I don't understand what you're talking about. Like what is worth that much money then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what like what is a Super Bowl <laughs> worth? Yeah. And, well, and he's already got a Super Bowl and an MVP. Yes. He's got both. So he's done that in two years. He won you an MVP through team, and he won, won the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. You have to keep him happy because if some shit team is just building up a perfect roster and Jesse right. got placed yeah. a QB, they could tempt him right over. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to get anywhere near free agency. He is so mm-hmm. far from free agency. He's never been a player. With, I don't know. I can't remember a contract like that ever. Oh, I, I don't think – I think it might be one of the – I think it is the longest contract in the NFL. I don't think there's been a third. Yeah. Although, uh, George Kittle signed a pretty long extension. Or was his just – Did he? Oh, maybe he might have been just a five-year. I don't know. Yeah. I think Kittle is overpaid, bro. <laughs> sure. He overpaid? He got the – he yeah. set the bar for tight ends. Kelsey signed after him, and he signed for less. People yeah, like, oh, tight ends always set the bar thing. Tight ends are a system thing that scores. That's what everyone sure. thought Jimmy Graham was, and it's like uh, I yeah, drive Jimmy Graham super high. Or Jimmy, right. Graham, Jimmy Graham didn't block. That's the difference between mm-hmm. Kittle and a Kelsey and a Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is a receiver. He's a great receiver. Sure. Kittle on a running team will fuck you up at the line. Like Kittle is a monster on the line. Sure. And that's why – and he's also – you know, Jimmy Graham level receiver in his prime. So you put those two things together. That's why he got the money. I don't know if he's quite a Jimmy Graham receiver, Yeah, uh, but he's close, but I don't know if he's a Jimmy Graham receiver. I don't know if you guys remember that year with, with Drew Brees, but he, Jimmy Graham was a special talent. So he's not playing on a Drew Brees offense. Correct. That's very right. He's not playing in a receiving offense and he's still the leading receiver in that offense. So you, I'd be, you, you, I mean, if you put him with a Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, one of those offenses, sure, he, well, he might have it. That's true. 
George Kittle, but I don't, I mean, I remember, do you guys remember that show Sports Science? I used to love that show, man. Um, so it was, it was this thing on ESPN where they would show you like physics and all these things that like, oh, yeah. all of these things that um, NFL players and other sports too, other athletes were capable of. And uh, one of the ones that they had on there was, first of all, they had Drew Brees, like his accuracy. So they had him throwing against the target, you know, a bullseye. And they said that Olympic archers, um, they'll hit a bullseye six times out of 10. And obviously an arrow, you know, the bullseye is like that. And an arrow is like that. Right. Um, the football, the end of a football is basically the exact same size as the bullseye. And Drew Brees got it 10 times out of 10 from the same distance as an Olympic archer, 10 times out of 10. Jimmy Graham, he could stand in front of a shipping container, stand in the middle of it, put his arms out and catch a ball anywhere on the shipping container that you threw it. I that. So just a special, a special we, receiver. Yeah. I actually, I picked Jimmy Graham up this year in my dynasty league as a backup to Kelsey, but they're talking about him in camp. Like he might be, he, he might be worth, I know he's old as shit, but, mm -hmm. and he's playing for the bears. <laughs> but, he's playing for the bears now? You no, know, the bears this year. He's, okay. he might be, especially with the quarterbacks that they have and how, who knows if they're going to, he might be one of those security blanket guys who just racks it up. We were missing one. Yeah. He might. Who, uh, they're having a, a quarterback controversy this year too, right? The Bears? I mean, yeah. Uh, Trubisky and uh, Foles, right? Is it Foles? Foles. Somebody. I know somebody's doing well in their camp. I think it's – so I haven't, I haven't seen much from it, but it's Trubisky versus Nick Foles. And I saw a really, you know, a good point. Somebody had a good point. They're like, no matter what, they're going to get better quarterback play this year because either Trubisky's going to take a step forward and beat out Foles or Foles is going to straight up beat – or he's not going to, and Foles is going to beat him out. So they're going to get better quarterback play regardless. Yeah. Foles is such a good QB, too. So Either good. he can be your QB or he can motivate him. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great teammate. He's a guy you want on your team. Oh, yeah. Dude, Nick Foles is a gangster and has been since he's been <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, he had one dude. season with the Eagles where he threw, like, I think it was 37-2. and two. Or oh, something yeah, like I that. that season. And then they then they traded him. They got rid of him the next year. And I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? Like, why don't he's always been underrated? I don't understand that. He's also been because he doesn't have the flash. Like he yeah. doesn't make those huge throws. Like, right, well, right, right. Consistent. He makes the big throws. He's lacked consistency. Okay. He does make the big throws though. He can bomb it. He's huge. He's like six six. He's got a yeah. He's a big guy. Arm. But he hasn't always been super consistent running offense. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the issue. And he gets hurt at inopportune times, and then you draft these. Yeah, he gets hurt. And, hurt and replace him. Like, he's been a victim like Carson Wentz. You know, now they got Gardner Minshew. Like, it's just he's, – he's been a, a situations that don't allow him continuity. But it'll be interesting. But just go to show, man. He won a Super Bowl. He won – yeah, he's a Super Bowl. Go to show you the talent level. Yeah, he's incredible. No, he's, he's phenomenal. And he took him on a run the next year, too. Right. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but he took him all, he took him into the playoffs and he gave him a good shot at, at winning. So I think yeah, it'll be he's a he's a fun player to watch. Mm -hmm. So uh, last thing I was going to touch on before we get into team names is uh, so PPR half PPR standard. Important to know when you're thinking about how you're going to structure your team. Um, yeah, any thoughts? Any ideas? Anything you guys want to say about? different scoring systems what do you prefer what do you like what do you not like uh i i'm a i'm a big uh i think i love i like half ppr would be my favorite 
Mm -hmm. um, just because it makes you think about things a little bit differently, but it doesn't totally change the landscape of your entire scoring system. You know, I've been in a PPR league and then, you know, you have these guys that you don't even really know their name. I mean, you know them, but they're not stars, but they're the number one players in your league. And I don't like that. Like, I want the best players in the league to be the best players in fantasy. I'm with that. What about you, Vital? How you feel about uh, that? I'm going to disagree again, man. <laughs> I want to be on your side, but I want PPRs. Because catches are hard to make. Defenses are yeah. on top of you. I think oh, a one point a catch is fair. It's not like a bunch of yards. That's the equivalent of what? How many points per yard? Like one, right? Or it's 10 yards. A tenth of, uh, what is it? But ten, I mean, 10 yards is one point, yeah. You know, yeah. theoretically, you could have a guy with, you know, eight catches and 17 yards, and he's scoring – nine points it's yeah. just i don't know it's i think that's fine dude because mm. you're letting him catch the ball nine times above the yard of scrimmage and you're just all right like and jump the pass one time when you talk about real football though some of those two yard catches are for first downs it's a big deal yeah you know? like in terms of the lead like i wish there was a way to to set first downs as a point that you're, would be cool like, that would be cool. More yeah. points on third down conversions. Yes. But even yeah, if yeah. it's just Something a yard. Like clutch like plays. You know, clutch play mm -hmm. bonuses. I think I would love to see that. I also want to see an option, and I don't know if there's any leagues that are doing this. I don't think they have it in ESPN. But I would love to see a onside kick recovery option for a point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. is that a, I don't think that's a thing. Isn't uh, that for special teams? Yeah, it would be a special teams thing, but right. that's a big deal. I think that should be sure. like a five-point score if you recover an onside kick. Yeah. Um, you know, like one thing that I've always wanted, I mean, not just in fantasy, but I've always wanted in the NFL in general, is I think that uh, interceptions should be given to receivers um, instead of quarterbacks when it, when, it, when it happens. Because there are some times where a receiver will just – I mean, it's the receiver's fault that an interception happens, but it's the quarterback that has to, has, has to take that, um, that stat. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's a tough one, though. What if there's no receiver in the area? How do you assign those points? Well, okay, so so do you you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's a certain yeah. type of play oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, the, receiver, the, it's the receiver's fault. Yeah. Huh? How the system differ, differentiate? Like, someone would have to go in there and manually put like. Well, I mean, the way the that area. they the way that they do it anyway is based off of the of the official stat line from the NFL. I mean, they're not. It's not just some guy that's deciding what these numbers are at ES that works for ESPN. I mean, they're reading the official stat lines. That's how you get those you know, those stat readjustments on, on a Monday morning sometimes or a Tuesday morning, mm -hmm. it's yeah. because they're reading the official stat line. So I guess my gripe here is not really with ESPN. It's more with the NFL where I think that receivers should be held responsible for certain interceptions. I don't think it's fair that, you know, a ball will get dropped, you know, get bobbled in the air or, and fall and somebody else, will, you know, get that interception when it's not the quarterback's fault. The quarterback yeah. did his job. Sure. But, you know. Also, if it's a timing route and the receiver doesn't know the route and runs the wrong route, <laughs> like that's you're fucking the quarterback in that one too. Yep. I agree with you to some degree. I think it would be cool. Or it would be cool to track those statistics. It's virtually impossible in terms of fantasy at this point, based on how the NFL tracks this. It would need it would need a few years to work out the kinks at yeah, the yeah. NFL level to get it in to really get it working yeah, in, in the, the uh, yeah. Maybe they split the point subtraction. Like, that's just a miscommunication between both of you. So figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. each of you take half a yeah. penalty. 
But in some of those timing things, it's hard to know if it was the quarterback's fault or the receiver's fault. Like, That's what I'm saying. It needs to be sometimes. split. Like, whose fault is it really? Like, yeah. A lot of times, the, even the analysts don't know. Like, they're, they're can be like, that was a miscommunication. We think, well, you know, like, they're like, they err on the side of whichever one was more experienced. Like, if it's a rookie mm-hmm. quarterback, they assume that the receiver knew what they were doing and the quarterback didn't. Because so. a lot of times, QBs get bailed out by their receivers, too, and they're not minus. It's like, how many times is, like, someone just throwing it up and, like, I – Oh, like sure. Aaron Rodgers, throw it up. I hope someone catches it. He's rewarded every time. <laughs> <laughs> King of the Hail Mary. Yeah. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won, has won me a, uh, a league championship or two. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about this year. I don't think he's going to be that great. But he's a, he's, we'll see. He's a guy. All right, so you guys want to talk team names? Let's get into the, the real meat of this now. So we're we're going to – we're going to close this show out on how to pick. So this is, this is the point in the season when you are excited about drafting, but you don't know when the draft is going to happen. You don't know what position you're going to be in the draft. You're doing too many mock drafts because you have nothing else to do, like Bonnie and me. I don't know, not Vital yet, but you're, you're almost there. You're right around to turn that corner. Naming your team. You have too much time to think about this now, right? Vital, I'm going to go to you first because I know you have strong feelings about this. How, how should people name their teams? I think there's only one right way to name your team, after your best player. Like, I hate me. If, if you don't have that player on your team, you can't use him. I don't care how much you're a Brady fan. You don't have Brady. You don't have the rights to the name. If you wanted him, you should have drafted him. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, As a comedian, Dak, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed in that, in that viewpoint because comedy should always come first when it comes to naming your team. You don't get it. It's not your joke to make. <laughs> no. So, I, I mean, what if, what if I have – so one of my favorite team names of all – I have two of mine that stand out that were my favorites. I had Jaquiz in my pants. I'm not drafting Jaquiz Rogers. <laughs> and, and Sue Girls One Cup. I didn't have the Dolphins defense. <laughs> all right. Oh, man, I agree with both of you guys on this one, I think. I love Vital. I love your, your philosophy that if it's – all right, so, Lonnie, if you're naming it after a player you're not drafting, but it's really fucking funny, I give you props for that. If, no, if he's not on anybody's team, fine. Use that player. But, Vital, you're, you're of the opinion that you need to respect your best player, right? Like, that, that's your general philosophy – do you think it's disrespectful to your team, like to have Patrick Mahomes and then to name him after Jaquise? Like that, you better say something about Mahomes carrying your team to victory. Well, that was years and years ago. I'm a, also a big believer that you cannot use a name of someone who's not in the league anymore. Like somewhere over over the Dwayne Bow. If I see that team name one more time, no. I, I, I'll quit the league. You know <laughs> I what agree. I mean? Like you I can't. It can't be like uh, Stephanie Wood. Her team was named after Matt Forte. And Matt Forte hasn't been on the Bears in 10 years. Like, get out of here. Yeah. I, so, I love – we got to respect that name, though. Shout out to Stephanie Wood. Yeah. Um, like, that was one of the best team names historically, probably, in all, of all time. Forte Inch Ditkas. That is – I respect the hell out <laughs> Pretty of that. Good. And you know what? If you're going to – if you're a hardcore Bears fan, use Ditka. I'm fine with Ditka. Sure. Like, that is – Mm-hmm. Totally respect the use of, of, of classic names in football. Legends get, really like, good. grandfathered in. I think yeah, everyone sure. gets a legend. Like, if they're no longer – you know, somebody like that is you're, – you're giving them credit 
in 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 historical sense i support that 100 percent. but yeah matt forte is not in the league anymore like it's not i got a buddy who uses he still uses every year my buddy adam who i played with a couple years reggie's bush <laughs> it's a great team. Oh, it's but it's time to go like you can't it's time to go get yeah. it move like, it over move on put it in the file like one of it's like favorites. a joke once you've told it on a special it's all it's done you can't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw it away it's over I, I completely agree. So I'm with you, Vital, and I actually – so my team name, this is – I've been using the same team name for a couple of years, and I'll explain how I got to it. Uh, my first year playing fantasy was my cousin's league. That's the league that I was talking about that's just a complete disaster. It's a com- total mess right now. It might be a teardown and a rebuild. Um, but that league, in that league, we actually have a head coach position that we play that's on our roster you have you have ever used the head coach position before how does that even work it's yeah. uh, league, i'll just give you a brief rundown on how the craziness of this league and i love it so i'll tell you why i love it. so i'm in this year i'm doing three leagues i think i told you dynasty our league the comedians league and this other league and they're all very different and i'm a big like if i'm going to do three leagues i want league diversity i want to be thinking about different things with each league right this other league, it's super high quarterback scoring, super high defensive scoring. Um, it's also two-fifths PPR. <laughs> Let that sink in for one second. This is how – and this was to appease one of the other – one of the players who was complaining about <laughs> not having PPR and the fact that we didn't have PPR. And the, and the, the league commissioner uh, is, was super against it. He's like, you shouldn't get an extra point just for doing your job. Greg Nardi – uh, that's, that's, that's everything like, he, is their job. He's like, <laughs> you shouldn't get, more, you shouldn't get rewarded for just doing your job. That's his, he's a very, he's a, he's an interesting commissioner, but I love him. So to appease the PPR want people who wanted it, they did two fifths PPR, which means if you get, if your player gets five catches, they get two points. They don't get for every five catches, they get two points. They don't get any points until they get to five catches. So if your running back gets four catches, zero PPR points. No extra And if he has nine, only two. Two, just two, right. So, and we don't do fractional scoring in that league either. It's whole points or nothing at all. And that's, so there's, there's been some very tight, close games determined by one interception or a lack of an interception and that, and then the tiebreakers are, you know, bench point scoring. It's a really interesting league to be in. And I, I enjoy it thoroughly because of just how weird it is, how bizarre it is. It makes me think differently on draft day of who I'm going to take and whatnot. So we got to that. How did we get, to, I forget where we were going. Oh, so how I got my first team name. This is my first league head coach position. The way head coach works is it's literally wins and losses. All right, okay. so you draft a head coach for, like, say so you draft the, the Rams coach, okay? It doesn't even say, doesn't even say that name. Um, it's just Rams head coach. If they win that week, you get five points. If they lose that week, negative five points. And then there's a few different variations. Like, if, if they win in a blowout, you might only get three points. If they win in a close game, you get seven points, maybe even ten points if it's a really close game. So the margin of victory – changes the score a little bit mm-hmm. and, if, and vice versa you can lose up to 10 points i think also in like a real 
bad luck. And did they do like challenges went won and lost also come into that? No, the challenges aren't part of it. Uh, although I like the idea. It's, it's just based on winning and then the, uh, the how much you win by. Now, it's really interesting because sometimes players or guys won't even play the head coach. So let, leave them on the bench if it's mm. a bad matchup. Like say right. it's a good team, but it's a bad matchup. Sometimes if it's the Monday night game, they'll throw, if they can find one of those coaches and they need a couple points for the victory, it's a very interesting extra element that sure. makes that league so so interesting so fascinating it's just something else to think about because you're literally looking at wins and losses potentials of a close game you're winning you're, you're either gaining points or losing points and it's made or break uh it's made it can make or break your your week and your season so that first year i ended up drafting it was it was we had a good team i, I know that's redundant to say that i'm a pats fan we always have a good team i drafted belichick i drafted the pats head coach in like the 14th round or something you're not drafting head coaches very high but i was like fuck the patriots are going to be good this year that's easy money they're going to win almost every game i'm just going to leave them in most of the weeks i'm going to get points so i drafted belichick i'm a fucking pats fan belichick i named my team belichick yourself fool and i've stuck with it ever since belichick's still in the league he's still a name connecting to the internet take a look at the help section in your alexa app Alexa, shut up. My roommate's Alexa talking to us. I don't know. It must have been something about Belichick. It must have sounded like mm-hmm. So anyway, that's been my team name, and I've been riding it ever since because essentially I feel like I'm running the team. I'm the Belichick of my team. And, you know, if you think you're going to beat me, Belichick yourself. Who? But I like <laughs> this year for our league, I'm going to take Vitalis Advice. I'm, I'm going on board, man. I'm going to come up with a new team name. And I'm going to base it on the best player of my team. Um, or who I think. At least your most favorite. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going, to, I'm going to pick one of my best players. I'm going to show respect to one of my players because we don't have a head coach in our league. I'm going to show respect. And I'm going to pick a different name this year after, after the draft. So based on your philosophy, you can't name your team or finalize your team name until after the draft. And then you pick something. Also, we haven't even talked about the importance of puns. If you're not using a pun in your team name, like – you're missing the entire point of fantasy football. In one of my uh, leagues, I had Dak Prescott. It was my favorite. Just hold my Dak. You know, kind of shout out to Marshawn Lynch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it worked yeah. out really well. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so I got, you got some other favorites. Do you guys have any other team, team name favorites that you remember from over the years? What do you got? Anything? Uh, quiz my luck. To, uh, oh, one of, one of the ones I played in is uh, – uh, it was uh, Lewinsky loves Clinton Dix. <laughs> I like it. That's good. That I looked up a couple, uh, a couple of popular ones from this year. Uh, some of them are some incoming rookies, which when you have a, a stud rookie on your team, that's a great opportunity to come up with a new name, you know, because it's something that probably hasn't been done before. So I looked it up a couple of good ones uh, we got for this year. Batman and Dobbins. I like it for Jonathan Dobbins. Okay. Um, the Fresh Prince of Hell Air. Okay. Edwards Hilaire. I love that one. That's good. That's a fucking great name. Um, that is good. The Catalina Wine Mixin. Okay. Joe Mixon. If Joe Mixon's on your team. Um, Chark Week. If you're a DJ Chark guy. I, did, I just came up with one. I don't know if it's on there, yeah. but you could have CD's Nuts. CD's Nuts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Now I have to draft it. <laughs> you have to draft him just so you can play that name. Right, I know. 
Um, this is obviously a new one from this year. The Camara virus. <laughs> it's fucked up, but I like it. I like it a lot. And then this one, I actually might, if I get him, I might go with the Dax Street Boys. It's a good one, too. That's great. I like that. So, some examples. So, we're, I, I have to say, I, I agree with the towel. Respect your good players. Name your team after your draft. And for God's sakes, use a pun. Like, I don't care if you're not a middle-aged man. You know, call up your dad. Help, have him help you. Right. Getting a good pun for your team names because it is absolutely essential. It's the only way, in my opinion, to earn league-wide respect while still losing. All right. So sure. that's, we might at some point we might implement a, a best team name competition for our league. Or you should be able to name your team after a team you fucking hate. Because there are plenty of seasons where I've just had it fuck the Patriots. Because <laughs> always. That's always consistent. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah. So, oh, that was actually one of the – I think I told you this. That was the league – that was supposed to be the league penalty for my cousin's league. This, this upcoming year was supposed to be naming rights for the team because they take it so seriously. But they – I told you, that league's a fucking – it's a dumpster fire of a team, of a, of a league. I love it because it's my cousins and I love all those guys and their boys – and that's why I stay in it. But, man, that league is – it's such a horrible mess right now. So I don't even think we're getting to do team naming rights this year. Anyway, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with for team names. We're going to have a follow-up on our uh, – before our week one podcast <laughs> so everybody can find out what our team names are. Next episode, uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this one up. Our next episode is going to be our pre-draft special. So we talked a lot about drafting. We're going to get you ready position by position – who to draft, who you're looking at, different draft trends. We're going to talk all kinds of draft advice to get all of you subpar fantasy football players. Um, probably not much better than you are right now. But thinking about things in the right direction. Um, we're going to have special draft reminders. Uh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you guys want to, we're going to figure, we'll figure it out this week, we might even draft our draft order on the show just so we can find out where we're drafting in our, in our actual league, our specific league. So that's it for fantasy TE. Thank you guys so much. Episode two has been a lot of fun. We hope uh, you enjoyed it. Getting a little bit ready for the pre, you know, a little more preseason, almost there. The season's coming two weeks away. And um, yeah, you guys want to say anything before we get off? No, that, right. I had a lot of, a lot of fun. See you guys yeah, next week. Sure. Right. Missed you guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks again.